Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, we did have a really, really good introduction to the daily takeaway about baked camembert, but our producer no. lost he it did. when his computer crashed. He lost it laughing at the time because it was that good, <laughs> yeah. and then he's lost it on the computer as and well. we don't have it in us to recreate that magic. Because we'd have to pretend that it's the first time we've both heard it, and yeah. we won't put you through that. Although, first time around, I didn't tell you it came with a berry compote. Now you're wondering, whilst listening to this, what were they talking about? It'll have to remain a mystery. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We do want to get quite serious, because something quite sad happened last night on the program. Uh, yeah, it? look, I mean, you, you know we've had our troubles with uh, technical equipment uh, here on this Hometime Show. If you've been uh, listening at long times, you know, there's times when suddenly you know, we lose control of the computer and it's talking over us, or we're talking over it and all that kind of thing. We're due a real big one of them soon, aren't we? We are. <laughs> it's been a little while, but it's, we're due one of them. It has been a while, but yesterday it wasn't the computer that quit on us, it was our toasting machine. Towards the end of the show, uh, the special toasty that we were making for Toasty Tuesday that was given to us uh, by Emma and Rachel from Absolute Radio Sisters, where sibling rivalry matters. You can listen to it in your smart speaker or through the Absolute Radio app. Forever the company, man, even when we're talking about a bereavement, Richie. <laughs> Thank you very much. Getting the message across. They gave us a haggis-based toasty to make on Toasty Tuesday. We did that last night, but it killed the toasty machine. It not only killed it, it kind of fused it together. Yeah. And uh, there's an amazing photo. We'll put it out uh, on, on our social media. You can see you can have a look at it as well. But it looks like um, it looks like it's been melted by like a laser gun or something. That you, the whole you, thing's ruined. You can't get anything off it anymore. So you won't be able to have a taste, uh, toast anything with it again because all that sort of like non-stick lacquer has gone. There's scratch marks. It's gone. It will never toast again. Uh, and weirdly enough, it was it, there were signs that it all was not well with the toasty machine last week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it yeah. struggled a little bit with the Australian toasty that it we're did. making. It did. So it is kaput, and what that means is, sadly, that is the end of our Toasty Tuesday feature. That and was it's, it. It's given us so much fun. And we did feel bad throwing that machine into the bin. Mm. But that is it, done and dusted. And we thought, let's try and use stuff that happens in our life uh, into something that we can talk about here collectively on Home Time. That's how this show works. So what we want to know from you, and it's what our toasting machine would want. It's what it would have wanted. What it would have wanted is if an electrical item has let you down recently, we want to hear about it. Uh, toasties are better in the air fryer, says this particular text. Maybe the feature isn't dead yet. Look, as if you would have heard this on last night's show, uh, Cards on the Table, Toasty Tuesday is our boss Paul's least favourite thing that we do. Hmm. And I think if we... He, he was, we just had a meeting with him earlier on. He's cock-a-hoop that the toasty machine's kaput. Can't rule it? out that he's not involved in it. Well, yeah. Uh, the, the, the sung jingle that we made for it, mysteriously disappeared off the network. Disappeared. And then the, the toasty machine bro blows yeah. up and he's like happy as Larry today. So, it really is. But if we turn around and say we're doing an air fryer Friday, then <laughs> I think there's going to be problems. But we want to hear from you. If you've had an electrical item that's gone weird or ruined your life a little bit, uh, my friend Joe actually has tweeted me a photo. He had a toaster fire and the fire brigade turned up. Whoa. And that's the end of his toasting days. So <laughs> something like that, we want to hear about it. Angela, what has quit on you? Two hair dryers. Two hair dryers? What are you doing to them? I don't know, using them. <laughs> so not one, but two hair dryers. And that means, you know, like, in our house, I think my other half, Katie's had the same hair dryer for, like, years. They're, they're normally quite dependable things, but you've gone yeah. through two. Yeah, one one was my old faithful um, hair dryer, which I just used at home, but we've gone away at Christmas, um, so that blew up on me on Boxing Day. And then my camping one, which I have in the camper van, oh. I brought that in, and that blew up on me on my first day at work. Wow. wow. So what are you doing with your hair right now? 
Oh, I bought a new one, a posh one. Oh, third ha- hairdryer lucky. See what happens with that. Do you know what? I don't use hair dryers, but there looks like a really good one on the market. Do you know Dyson do a hair dryer and it's got like a, it's like, it's got like a hole right through it. It just looks like a vortex. Is it like they're, yeah. they, they've got like a fan, haven't they, as well? That's just a hole. Yeah. They specialise in just a hole. That's the one I've just bought. Oh. Someone's doing all right for themselves. <laughs> Are there any alternative yeah. ways of drying your hair, though, right, if you if you don't have a hairdryer? Like, what would you do if you were in a bind? Let's just, God forbid, your third hairdryer goes kaput. You've got, a, like, a big thing you need to get to. You need to get your hair dry. What are you doing? Um, d- just use my straighteners. If in doubt, straighten, straighten. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Vidal Sassoon. I know where there. that came from. Good to talk to you, Angela. Oh, thank you. Nice Bye. Pete in Morecambe says our work radio packed in at 8pm yesterday. <gasps> Went out and got a new one in the break this morning. Couldn't do without listening to you lot. Thank you, Pete. You made the right decision. God bless you. Uh, further people recommending uh, other solutions <laughs> saying, uh, Dave here says, uh, microwavable toasty maker. Hot and crispy toasties in five minutes, then pop it in the dishwasher when done. Mark, tell us what happened to your tech. So, I was making Yorkshire puddings about a month ago. Right. And I put too much oil in the tray. Uh, about 10 minutes later, it was smoking like hell in the kitchen. And it curled the oven because I put so much oil in. And where you like the oven, it just wouldn't work for a month. I had to clean it and everything, and it just, it just wouldn't work. And then all of a sudden, after a month, it worked. Oh, so, because, I mean, uh, no offence, right? And, I, and I'm not a good cook at all, but Yorkshire puddings are fairly straightforward, right? <laughs> They're pretty straightforward, uh, though, Mark, aren't they? You, you think so, but I put too much oil inside the tray, and it just, it, it, like, it was just smoking so much. Like Dante's Inferno in there. <laughs> yeah, and it killed the oven. Literally killed it for a month. But, I mean, look, Bush is being polite there, but that's going some to kill an oven by doing a Yorkshire pudding. Because <laughs> Yorkshire pudding, really, it's the same mix, isn't it? Pancake, if you do it flat. Yeah. Yorkshire pudding, yeah. if you stick it in a, you know, a ramekin. Yeah, and, and I used to be a chef, so I should know how much oil to put in. Wow. I over-oiled over, over it. Well, I mean, it's, it's risen again like Lazarus, though, right? So you're OK. <laughs> yes, thank God. Oh, I was... The wife was going to kill me and it would cost like nearly £300 to buy a new oven. <laughs> so we, we're doing a phone-in right now on, on, on tech that's died on you, but your story is, is hope that tech can come back from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What the hell? Well, the lady earlier with all those, um, <laughs> those hair dryers. Don't check them out. Gonna come back. You never know. This is Home Time with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie's bonus day. So we've been listening along to this thing on Home Time and thinking, oh, that sounds cool, I'd love to do that. Now is the time to act because 8 o'clock tonight, applications close for our bonus day. If there's something in life that you've always wanted to do but never got around to doing it, this month is the perfect time to do it because we've got a leap year. So we get an extra day in February. We're going to use it to try and make one of your dreams come true. That 366th day, what would you do with it? Uh, Lauren, tell us, what would you do? I would love to pilot canal boat through the Falkirk wheel, if that's possible. The Falkirk <laughs> wheel? Yeah, it's a really unusual structure. It's one of the only working boat locks in the world, and it's about 25 feet tall. It takes you through two different canals. Well, so I've got a friend in Falkirk, and I've been up there for their wedding and on a number of different occasions. I didn't know there was like a, a, a canal work network going on, there, and I didn't know there was a wheel. Yeah, I hadn't realised until recently, but it seems it's always been my dream to pick a bucket list goal to pilot a boat. 
and this structure seems really cool. <laughs> wow, OK. So uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, we've, we've taken so many, like, texts and entrants from people uh, with, with some amazingly uh, exotic things, yep. with no disrespect to uh, the, the canalways of Falkirk. <laughs> this isn't necessarily what we were seeing. There's been no mention of the Falkirk wheel, we'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm sure you've had much more exciting goals in this. No, no, we love this. is the kind of thing that the bonus day is all about. I mean, uh, have you ever piloted... I don't know if I'm using the right term here, but have you ever piloted a canal boat before, Lauren? I have not, and I would give no guarantees on the safety of the boat. Like, I'm sure they enjoy it don't go very fast, but I wouldn't put it past myself. <laughs> so where's this, where, where's this love of canal boats come from, Lauren? Did you used to watch... Uh, what was that? Um, to- was it Tots TV? What was that programme as a kid? Rosie where, and Jim. Rosie and Jim, that yes. was it, on, on the canal. <laughs> I did. I'd forgotten that until now. Maybe that's the source of this. I used to read kids' adventure books when I was little, and they always had really cool adventures on the canals and on the ships. That's great. And, what you know, we could go on the canal boat together and then maybe um, imagine you, you pulling the anchor up as uh, Richie and I are fixing you a lovely breakfast first thing in the morning. Do you have an anchor on a canal boat? I'm that's, not sure that's about that. Maybe we don't have an anchor. We've got a lot I to learn. I should have done it myself. Yeah, well, let's do a bit of research between us. In all Lauren's dreams, I'm not sure that uh, being on a canal boat with you and I was actually part uh, of it. She never actually invited us, so no, that's a very good point. Uh, Lauren, we love it. It's, it's crazy, but that's what this is all about, and thank you so much. No, thank you very much. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. John Oat in Norfolk says the Falkirk wheel. If that's not a cheese, it needs to be a cheese. A big cheese wheel. Uh, the world's only rotating boat lift. Just hear that again. Only rotating boat lift. It's, cra- it's crazy because one of my closest friends, I went to school with him and went to university with him and everything like that. My friend uh, Brian Marshbanks from Falkirk, uh, he, you know, he's always a big lover of Falkirk and you know, telling me how great it is up there and everything. At no point has he mentioned the wheel. <laughs> it's not even been part of our chat. It is absolutely incredible and I am now fascinated by it. So back in like, um, uh, like uh, Northampton, mm-hmm. right, you probably do 20 odd locks to get from one level on a canal boat to another, wouldn't you? Yeah. But not, not in Falkirk, they haven't got time to waste. No, you go go round on this um, flying wheel thing, um, which reconnected the two canals for the first time since the 1930s. And I wonder how fast it swings down to drop you to the lower level. Do people put their hands in the air like at Flambards? <laughs> go away! <laughs> Oh, uh, Chris, tell us what you'd like to do with your bonus day. Oh, I'd love to spend the 29th flying in a two-seater Spitfire. Oh, now a beautiful plane from World War Two. What is it about the Spitfire Absolutely. that you love so much? Oh, it's that Merlin engine. It just sounds awesome. But the plane itself, there's so much history behind it. Beautiful. Do, do you know what, Chris? Um, I went a couple of summers back to a, a Battle of Britain at the Proms uh, event. Oh, wow. Uh, and th- there was a... It was all sorts of, like, Union Jacks and wonderful rousing music. Yeah. Uh, and then over the top, they organised the Spitfire flypast. And there is no sound like it. There isn't, no. And put that next to the Lancaster and put the Hurricane on the other side and have the Band of Brothers, and that's just awesome. All the big hitters. I, I've, I've just recently Absolutely. finished the um, Spitfire book by John Nicholl. You remember him? The, uh, yeah, I've the, got that. It's a really good book. And, and the, 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 the whole story behind the Spitfire is an amazing thing. But do people still it get is. to go up in them, like civvies, like you and I? Uh, well, there are a couple of two-seater Spitfires that are specifically made so that people can enjoy what it was actually really like. And wow. it's in my bucket list. The wow. 29th will be perfect. Right, OK. Well, he's available. He's, a, he's available. <laughs> he's done some research. It's a great idea. It's, you've registered online, I trust, Chris? Uh, I have. Good man. Right. You, you're on the list. It might just happen.
you never know. Do you think you could in any way convey the sound of Merlin engine using your body to the audience that are listening right now that might not be aware of what that sounds like? I very much doubt it. It's a unique sound, something I would never be able to... Come on, Chris, just give it a little go. What kind kind of, what's, what's it kind of sound like? It's just an awesome growl as it goes overhead. It's... That's what we're after. One more time, Chris, we missed that. Go on. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Love it. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 90. Right, let's cut the formalities and get down to business. We need this sound effect from the 1990s. Guess, please. It's synonymous with that decade, but can you guess what it is? This. That. This. Uh, Jane is the, <laughs> Jane is the person today. How are you, Jane? Good, thank you. Hey, listen, you? we're good. Thank you so much for taking time out to what we imagine are very busy Valentine's evening plans for you, Jane. No, the other half at work. Still at work. <laughs> yeah, you don't finish till ten. You well, that's a late one. What do you wow. do, Jane? What do I do? I'm I'm at home now, but he's at work. So. Oh, he's at work. Yeah. Do you do that? I, love, I used to love a thing that my mum used to do for us, like when we were in our twenties, where she'd plate up a meal. You do plating up, <laughs> put, put a plate on top of it, and it preserves it. <laughs> Will you plate him up a meal, Jane? I might do. Yeah, it depends if I win or not. Okay, oh it, it, wow! Oh, well, there you go. She's up the stakes. <laughs> Immediately going to get that digital radio, sell it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she means business. Get the money, uh, right, Jane? Uh, what what station is uh, is your preference for enjoying home time with Jane? Well, in the car, it's absolute eighties. <laughs> All right, but wow. everywhere else, maybe something a bit different. Horses for courses. Yeah, we do rock or 90s or, or just absolute, yeah. You're promiscuous <laughs> with your absolute stations, aren't you? Yes, we're learning all about you here, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jane. Awkward laugh at the end there. Uh, Jane, what yeah. is your guess at the sound of the decade from the 90s? I think it's Buzz Lightyear's wings opening. Let's have a little listen. Uh, what's your knowledge of that particular toy, Buzz Lightyear, and his wings uh, tapping open? Uh, Rosie, she had this toy and she used to take him everywhere. She even wrote Rosie on his foot like Andy did. So, yeah. Oh, good memory of the film. Incredible. So, have you got like a, do you like that toy or did this noise, if it is what it is, wind you up? (laughs) No, I I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was fine. But it was just when I heard that, I thought, oh my God, that sounds like Buzz. Nobody could be wound up by Buzz Lightyear. It was one of the greatest, like, animated characters, I would say. Good point. He's a lovable character. But if his, if his wings do make this noise every time your daughter clicks the button, <laughs> it's going to grind your gears after a while. Let's find out. Here we go. You're a winner and you've won. Wow! Yes. Well done. This has been going on forever and you finally guess what it is. Well done, Jane. <laughs> Thanks. Congratulations. We were not expecting that. Play us both up a meal. We can't believe it. It was indeed the sound of Buzz Lightyear's wings on his toy clipping out. Here we go. What about that? (laughs) Oh, brilliant. That's so funny. Now, now Jane, you can afford to be extra smug because if you rewind three weeks, this was the sound of the decades that I had to launch on my own because Bush was off for the day. Oh, yeah? And when you came back the next day, you had no idea what this is. I had to tell you what it was. It's a tricky one. Jane, you've done incredibly well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and, and your Valentine's evening is getting even better because you've just won yourself a home-time DAB digital radio. 
Yeah, I mean, I could wrap that up for him, couldn't I? He wouldn't even know because he's at work right now. Great <laughs> idea. Regift. That's what I would do. Uh, Jane, congratulations. It means we fast forward a decade to the noughties. Sound of the Decades will return. This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie, it's a leap year, and our bonus day is giving you the chance to do something with that bonus day that we're all getting. We have busy lives. That one thing that you've always wanted to do, let's do it on the day that's extra to us. Yeah, there's times running out to sign up. Absolutelyradio.co.uk slash win. Get involved. 8pm, the line's cut off for that. But you know what? It's been interesting getting into the technicalities of the leap year and how it's made up. We, we had Chris Lintot on uh, last week, yeah. The scientists telling us how the whole year thing works, but uh, how does it affect people who have stuff going on that's actually on that day, that leap year? We're about to find out. Yes, let's have a chat with uh, Sam, who's not really after a bonus day thing from us, but Sam, you've got plans for this leap year. I am getting married. Wow, so we've had a big discussion about how a leap day affects things. How, how has it affected you and, and getting married? Has is it, is it made it more confusing or difficult because you only get one every four years? No, it makes it so easy. What a winner. What a winner. <laughs> well, so, so, yeah, well, I, I appreciate it might make it easier to plan because it's another day that's available with all the venues and all that kind of thing. But then following that, with your partner, all these years that go on, when do you then celebrate an anniversary? On the 13th, Richie. When it's all quiet and no-one's around. Well, so, hold on a minute. You, you, you can't do the... Uh, you know, like, people who have, like, a... a, a birthday the same day as Christmas. Have a, have a different birthday in the yeah. middle of the summer. Is that what you're going to do with your wedding anniversary? Absolutely. We're going to celebrate on the 13th and every four years we wouldn't have been married that long. Wow. That's like a royal a royal wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I think as we've shown with the whole leap year stuff, we don't necessarily understand the, the, the science or mathematics of it. Yeah. And I'm not sure I understand the whole 13th thing every few years. Anyway, but I'll go with it. I'll go, I, well, you know, uh, the 13th, you're just going to pick, what, February the 13th then, from this point on, even though your wedding wouldn't have happened yet, is going to be your wedding anniversary? Absolutely, because we can't actually remember when we kind of got together. We remember it was April, but it was 14 years ago. So <laughs> but why, why, why not the 14th? Because that's like Valentine's Day. That would be a, like, a, a day of love to pick oh, to Rich, celebrate. Come on, it's far too busy. Okay, it's far too busy. Far too busy. And you talk about you can't remember when you actually got together. What are we talking a particular base here, or how do you uh, how do you kind of work that one out? Well, it was it was beginning of April, we think. It was kind of a yeah, odd. She started this conversation very assertive, a little bit confused now. (laughs) Very confused. But hey, look, you've got a few more a few more weeks to go. We we do wish you a wonderful day on Leap Day. Yes. Thank you so much. This is the daily takeaway. Just as an aside from uh, the earlier part of the podcast, which you'll never hear again, uh, Berry Compot, we should give that to the breakfast show as a Dave Berry Breakfast Show feature. How would Berry Compot work? Berry Compot... uh, If it's on the breakfast show, all right, think about it. It's time for Berry's Compot. (laughs) What what, what do they do? I don't know what it does. It's a great name, though. (laughs) Dave's got to do something, and Emma, Glenn and Dyson have got to, like, play along with it. Maybe Emma, Glenn and Dyson bring in a different collection of fruit or stuff, and Dave's got to put it in, like, a bowl. Dave is blindfolded. Yeah. And what they do, they bring a piece of fruit in each, mash it up together, and then Dave has to taste the mash and tell them... What three things were in the berry compot? There you go. It's a winner, guys. If they don't do that on the breakfast show, they're fools.